I dare you make a little more noise than that. I dare you make a little more noise than that. I dare you make a little more noise than that. I'd be quiet if I was trying to fix it on my own. I'd be quiet if I was trying to get victory on my own. But because I know that you are the way maker, because I know you are Lily in the valley, because I know you can kick doors that I can't open, because... gonna see the victory. I don't know about nobody else, but I'm glad. <laughs> they, they, they can have the cars. You understand what I'm saying to you? They can have the clothes. You understand what I'm saying to you? They can have the money. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? But as long as I've got victory, as long as I've got victory, and I learned somewhere in the word, it says as long as I've got Jesus, I've got victory. So I've got victory in Jesus. Is it anybody in the building that can say, I'm glad about it. I'm glad that my victory, I'm glad that my victory. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. bless God because he is an awesome God. Amen. Amen. Children's church just going forward. Children's church. We bless God. Whew. Trying to, we're going to do some teaching today. Amen. I'm trying to contain myself today. Amen. We bless God for everything that has went forth. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for our praise team. Amen. Words are they sing prophetically. Every now and then, you just need somebody to, to punctuate what God said in your spirit. Amen? That's why it's called confirmation. I know what God told me. But anybody, God ever tell anybody something so crazy that you needed somebody else to come and back it up? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying to you? If God told you the doable, that probably wasn't God. <laughs> but when God make you think, when God tell you something, it usually make you think, it's going to take more than me. You understand what I'm saying to you? So we bless God for confirmation. I bless God for... This praise team picking songs prophetically. Hallelujah. We bless him. We bless him today. Amen. We bless God to have First Lady back in the house with us today. Amen. We bless God. For everything that is going forth today, excited to be in the house. Excited to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. <laughs> that just hit me. That just, that just hit me. Hey. <laughs> hey that just hit me. Lord. 
something about when something goes forth prophetically. Amen. Don't make no never mind what your situation is. When you hear it from the Lord, you get a feeling that everything is going to be all right. Is it anybody that knows what I'm talking about in here today? seated let's get this they don't already put me in facebook jail i ain't allowed to say too much evidently hey amen I, I tried to go live today and found out they took all my privileges away they said somebody reported me now how are you going to report the preacher that's just that's i ain't been in nobody's jail for 14 15 years they're gonna put me in jail they reported the preacher bless the lord amen get excited about this somebody put your hands together that you belong to a church where somebody has to report the preacher because what he said rubbed me the wrong way. Lord, have mercy. I, I tell you all the time that you should hate my guts in the flesh. I won't, I won't everybody, I, I don't ever want to be able to speak on earth. I want to, I want to disrupt everybody's flesh to where ain't nobody walking around comfortably on the strength of what it is that God has me saying. Lord, have mercy. Now, now listen. Now listen. That's what y'all gonna do. All, all the teachers, all the preachers, and all the pastors here at the Unity Worship Center. Y'all got a mandate now. Y'all got to get kicked off Facebook too. Y'all got to make them hate you, your flesh so much that they be like, you know what? I'm going to lie on minister, on prophetess Reed. I'm going to lie on her. You know what? I'm going to lie on pastor. I, I'm going to lie on pastor Dion. I'm going to lie on her. You know what? We, I want to see everybody. I, I'm going to lie on pastor Mary. I, I want to see everybody. I want to see everybody. Give, uh, uh, ain't none of them going to be speaking. I'm lying on Deacon Merle. I'm lying. Uh, I want to see everybody speaking the gospel to the point to where they hate your guts and the flesh. Lord, have mercy. You didn't take me off the table. Got me standing out here like a little boosie talking about free, free past the lions. Amen. Let him back home.
believe you can receive it? How many of you believe you can receive it? Woo! I dare you believe God today. on all over the building. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody bless the Lord for this awesome band back here. Amen. Amen. I love Aaron. He's got back here with his legs crossed. Say, whatever you do, I got you. I just, I'm, I'm with you. I'm running right with you. Amen. Amen. We, we bless God for this awesome band. Amen. Now, I want y'all to know, it took me some time it took me some time to teach all of them how to play the instruments they play. But with hard work and dedication, they all finally got it down from the keyboard to the drummer. I, That's why you in jail. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's why I'm in jail. Amen. We bless God for everything that has went forward thus far today. And we are excited about what God is going to do. And we are excited about what God is revealing through his, through his word today. Amen. Amen. We bless the Lord. Listen, I want to go ahead and get into this. I tell you what, Shana, if we can go ahead and uh, if you can give me a, uh, uh, what is that? The first one, the first scripture. Amen. This is going to be our focal scripture. Give it to me in the New King James Version. Uh, the book of Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. The book of Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. You stay seated. I want to work for you today. Amen. You stay seated. I want to work for you today. The book of Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. And the Bible says, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run the race with endurance, the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down on the right hand of the throne of God. May God add a blessing to the hearers, the readers, but most of all the doers of his holy and divine word. Amen. I want to talk to you from the topic, becoming what, becoming the me I was meant to be. Part two. Last week we began the sermon series entitled Becoming the Me I Was Meant to Be. In part one of the sermon series, the Lord had us to begin to talk about getting rid of the unnecessary people that were in our lives. It's, it is something that I like to call spiritual spring cleaning. This is when we begin to take a look at our own lives and begin to determine what is still fit for use, what is still necessary, and what is still desired. Natural spring cleaning is defined as a thorough cleaning of a house or room. That's what the natural spring cleaning is defined as. Now, if you're anything like me, I was raised up uh, when spring cleaning happened. It was a time where my Gigi would go through every inch of the house and not just cleaning, but going through every closet 
and, 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 you know, not just the closet, but old pots and pans. Everything was under inspection to see if it was fit for use, necessary, or still desired. How many of you understand that you can desire something, but it not be fit for use? Oh, Lord. You, you can desire something, but what it is that you desire, you can't fit. And it don't fit with you no more. How many of you uh, uh, could want something, Lord have mercy, <laughs> but it really not be needed? Anybody, anybody guilty of that? Wanting what's not needed. Lord have mercy. I believe that spiritual spring cleaning is critical because if you are going to be all that it is that God has called you to be and do all that he has called you to do, you will need to rid yourself of unnecessary weights. In fact, the Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews chapter 12, verses number one and two, the New King James Version we start with, it says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin that so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race, the endurance, the race that is set before us. I would like to show you this verse in, in two or three more versions, in two more versions to punctuate my point. The Amplified Bible says, and I want you to catch this, uh, we're going to go through it in a few versions because I want you to have a thorough understanding of what it is that I'm trying to relay. The, Bible, the Amplified Bible says, therefore, since we are surrendered, surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who by faith have testified to the truth of God's absolute faithfulness, stripping off every unnecessary weight and the sin which is so easily and cleverly, and the sin which so easily and cleverly entangles us, let us run with endurance and active persistence the race that is set, set before us. When the Hebrew writer reasons, right here we see the Hebrew writer is reasoning with us that since we have such a great cloud of witnesses who walked by faith no matter what it was that they were faced with, and now we have the testimony that screams God is faithful. And so when we have Abraham and Sarah, Moses and Joshua, just to name a few, in, in biblical days that exemplified faith and as a result have a praise report that says God is faithful. We, 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 ought to, we ought to not only bow down, we ought not to bow down in the face of adversity because what I'm learning is, oh God, I'm going to get in trouble for this. We, we shutting churches down all over the world. In a, and, and I'm trying to figure out who gave you permission to shut your church down uh, because there was far worse things going on in biblical times than a pandemic, but the church stayed open. But now that we have this pandemic, without, without his approval, without his yes, we shut down. Lord, have mercy. There goes three dates right there. Just canceled. Hallelujah. May I suggest that just about every person in this room right now has their very own cloud of witnesses. For me, my, it was my Gigi, my Grandma Dora, my, my Aunt Ann, my Uncle Louis, my Uncle Johnny are, are all a part of my cloud. My spiritual father, Leroy Carter, is a part of my cloud. May they all rest in peace and God be happy with them. And I would just like to encourage you right now to, to, uh, to give God a hand clap of appreciation just on the strength of the cloud that he has blessed you with. Yeah, yeah. 
the, 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 the cloud of witnesses in Hebrews is the joyous, exuberant crowd of spectators. They, they are faithful who have, who have gone before us and, and they are now witnessing the race. They're now witnessing our race of faith and are compassionately, they are compassionately cheering us on. They, they, they are the fathers and mothers in the faith who are calling to us uh, uh, from their place of victory, encouraging us to keep moving forward and to keep trusting God even on desert days when our throats are dry and our feet, our feet is weary. You ever get weary sometimes? You ever get tired sometimes? You ever wake up and, and sit on the side of the bed and just go <sighs> on the strength that everything that's coming up against you has you weak in the knees. Lord, have mercy. And because, let me get back to it, because we saw them in the Old Testament walk in the faith in the Bible, and because we've seen them walk in faith in our own personal lives, our families, we should use that as an encouragement to strip off the unnecessary weight and sin that so easily and cleverly, somebody say cleverly, entangles us. And, and some of the weights have connected themselves to us so closely and smoothly for, for some time now that they have been able to, to, to bring and keep us down and hinder us from becoming, hindering us from becoming all that we was meant to be. The, 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 third, the third version of this verse I want to use comes from the New Living Translation, and it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. I thought it was important to put you up on how uh, these versions, uh, some of these different versions are written and, and, and how it's said. Let, let, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. I don't know about nobody else up in here, but, but I don't want nobody connected to me that's going to be slowing me down. I, I've changed my mind, and I have a couple, in fact, I've got a couple more versions that I want to I share with you. The, the Living Bible says this. It says, let us strip off anything that slows us down or holds us back. Mm. And especially those sins that wrap themselves so tightly around our feet and trips us up. And let us run with patience the particular race that God has set before us. The good news, the good news Bible says it like this. As for us, we have a large crowd of witnesses around us. So then, let us rid ourselves of everything that gets in the way. That gets in the way. <laughs> and of the sin which holds on to us so tightly. And let us run with determination the race that lies before us. So, so, so what I first want to restate is that the Hebrew writer reminds us that this walk by faith has been done before. And not just done before, but it's been done before effectively. Amen. It, it was done by our brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers in Christ in the Old Testament. It was done by our brothers and sisters in and, and, and the New Testament. And it's, it's been done by faith by some of our mothers and fathers and grannies and grandfathers, aunts and uncles. And you understand what I'm saying to you. And since, and since they were able to do it, 
by faith that ought to rid of us, that ought to make us want to get rid of all the weights and the sin. There's something that I want you to see about weight, all right? The, the, the word weight is used in every verse that I chose to, to show you but one. But even in that one, we, will, we can safely suppose that weight is the Hebrew, is what the Hebrew writer meant. I'll show you when we get there. Well, what I want you to see is that in every version that I use, the word weight does something different, yet not positive. Therefore, we also, in the New King James Version, therefore, we also are surrounded by this cloud of witnesses. So let us lay away every weight and sin that so easily ensnares us. So, so we have, we, we, we have, here we understand that weight ensnares. Now get this, the word ensnare means to catch, to capture, trap, snare, ensnare, bag. And it means to come to possess or control by the seizing of something. To catch, to catch implies the seizing of something in motion or in flight or in hiding. I, I want you to focus on that last part of the definition. To possess, to possess or control or as if by seizing. Catch implies the seizing of something in motion or in flight or in hiding. When I think of the Christian trying to walk this walk with focus and seriousness, but is taken control of or seized while in the motion or in flight, that's our walk. That's, that's our walk. It's always in motion, and our walk should always be in flight. In motion, moving forward. In fact, the Apostle Paul said it like this in Philippians 3, 13 through 14. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching what? Forward to those things that are ahead. I press what? Toward the goal and the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So we see that Christians should always be moving in forward motion. The definition said something, it said something in motion, in flight, or in hiding. A definition that I found for the word flight was an act or instance of running away. An act or instance of running away. Now, I want you to understand, this isn't, this isn't to mean running away like a coward. No, no, not at all. In fact, what, what I, when I read this definition, I began to again think about the words of the Apostle Paul when he penned in 1 Corinthians 6 and 18, the ESV version, flee from sexual immorality, other sin... Every other, sin is, uh, every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexual immoral person sins against his own body. The word flee, get this, means to run away from, uh, to run often from danger or evil. That, that, that's why we flee. We don't flee because we're scared. We flee because we don't get down with evil. Where, where else do we see uh, uh, we're, we're told to flee from? 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 10 through 11. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Now, let me say that again. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pains. But, but as for you, O oh man... O oh, man of God, what? Flee these things. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, and gentleness. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 14. Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. So again, at the end of the definition, it says something in motion or in flight or in hiding. As Christians, we are never hiding. 
Hiding gives the connotation of fear. But the Bible clearly states in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse number 7, for God has not what? Given us the what? Spirit of? But of power and of love and of a sound mind. So we understand that weights ensnare. We understand that weights entangle. When I see the definition for entangle, so much that comes to my mind. Entangle means, get this, to cease, to cause to become twisted together, together with or caught in. To cause to become twisted together or caught in. When I saw the word intertwine, well, another word that I, I saw for the word entangle was intertwine. Now check this out. When I see the word intertwined, the Holy Spirit dropped this in my spirit yesterday, literally while I was walking on this. This is what he said. He said, and I wrote it in red because it was God talking. I wrote it in red. He said, he said, he said no, no, you, see, I, I color code all of my, script, my, my, my sermons, and this was the first time that I, when I spoke of him, he said, put me in red. Make a distinction between me and everybody else. I'm not a quote. <laughs> I'm not a quote. You, even, let me tell you something. I, I believe that, that you get so sold out that you, you can't say he when speaking of God when you write it with a little h. That's right. He's major. Oh. He. I, I, let me tell you how cold God is. I, I, I was writing a sermon one time, and, and I was writing, you know, you write Satan, and you know how you've been taught in Sunday school and all that? You know, you don't give Satan no props. No. And so I was like, I refuse to underline his name. He said, why? You don't know? You, don't, you, you need to go back to fourth grade? It's his name. You're supposed to capitalize it. He says, but I'm not tripping on that. See, I won against him. Oh, Lord. Amen. Now, if God can feel that way about Satan, we got to begin to feel that way about some people. What are we tripping on? We're going somewhere. We got the victory. Amen? Amen. He said this. Guess this is what he told me. He said, a lot of times we see people really trying to live saved. You either have people who have been saved, messed up, and went back to, and went to the world, and now they're trying to live by God's ways again, but in going out into the world, most times there is a contamination that happens. Some of the bad choices that they made are harder to get out of their systems. The, the, the Spirit of God went on to explain, or, or you have people who are in the world but are trying to get saved and be saved, but there's something that's holding them back. It's like they do all, they do all right for a while, and then they find themselves back somewhat in the ways of the world. What happened, this is the Lord. He says, what happened is both sets of people have been intertwined with the ways of the world, with Satan's philosophy. And until that satanic worldly way of thinking is done with entirely, you will always see a flipping of the saint back and forth. Ooh. Think about that. When you, when you think about something that is entwined, you know, it's like, so let's just say, let's just say, uh, uh, come here real quick, Kev, help me out real quick. Come here, okay, I need you to just, just hold it right there. Just hold the mic, the mic, the mic right there. Right there for so when you think about it, twine, you got good on this hand, and you got bad on this hand. You got the ways of the Lord on this hand. You've got the ways of the enemy on this hand. And when you decide to come from the world to the things of God, you begin to come in like this. But the problem is, is that everybody's expecting you to change years overnight. But you, you've been messed up for a minute, so you don't understand why everybody's so upset. They didn't change that quickly. Okay, but 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 now you're intertwined in. You're intertwined, and so and so even though when you break away from the world, you still got some of the world on you. That's right. Whew. 
you, you, you've got to be careful. You've got to be careful about when you decide that, that, that you know, you're going to leave church because, because Sexy Dex, you know, was giving you a, a little too much attention. And now that you've left church and, 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 and the world has torn you. Anybody ever left church? Anybody in here ever been in church first, left church, and church tore the back out of them? <laughs> we, we, we didn't all come from the street into church. Amen. Some of us, some of us was born in the church. Some of us put in work in the church. Some, 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 and it's surprising that some of us have left the church. But now all of a sudden, we decide that we're coming back to righteousness, and we get back with righteousness, and, 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 and everything is familiar, and everything is, is right, and, every, and this feels good, and this is, this is what I'm missing. This is what I got away from, and, this, and I'm so glad to be back in the house of the Lord. But I still made some choices that's deep down on the inside of me that every now and then, I find myself battling a demon that I never had to battle with until I left the Lord. Thank you. <laughs> you got to be careful about going back. And when you're coming in, you got to be determined. Amen. <laughs> so now we know that weight ensnares, we know that weight entangles, and, and, and it says, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. Now we see, we understand that weight ensnares, it entangles, and it trips us up. Have you ever been trying to get somewhere important and something unimportant comes along and trips you up? <laughs> oh, let me say that again. Have you ever been trying to get somewhere important? You moving at a velocity of speed that, that, that is no, uh, more normal, uh, not normal, but more abnormal than usual, and then something that is not important trips you up. You, you, ever, you ever took a loss and, then, and, and, and fell back, and then when you looked up, because you, you can't get up without looking up first, and you looked up and seen what caused you to fall, and was like, you ain't even got no power. How, am I, how did I fall to you, how did, I, how did I fall to this? You, you ever just look up and say, this wasn't worth all of what I've got to go through now that I've made this choice? So we understand that it ensnares, it entangles, it trips you up. And, 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 and when you are walking, let me tell you something, you got to be careful when you walk in this thing because some things will try to cause you to trip. And there's a, the problem with tripping is that oftentimes when you trip, you fall. Weight also what the Living Bible says, weight slows us down or holds us back. Weight slows us down or holds us back. Let me tell you something in the natural. Uh, you, you know, I, I deal with this battle of the bulge and all, you know, and there's certain things that I can't do at times. Tyrone and I sit back and talk all the time while we're in the gym, and we talk about the things that we can't do because, because, because the weight, the weight holds us back. It slows us down. I, I don't even have to get into that one. Listen, the Good News Bible said this. So then let us rid ourselves of everything that gets in the way. Everything. Y'all see that word? Everything? Get with me. I'm in the Good News, China. Uh, everything that gets in the way. Here is the translation that doesn't use the, here's that translation that doesn't use the word weight. But we know that weight is implied because after a while, everything uh, that you take on, everything that you get boggled down with, it begins to what? weigh on you. And then finally, when things begin to weigh on you, it weighs you what? It weighs you down. Amen? Amen. Thus, thus, Lord have mercy, th th thus, the weight begins to get in the way. 
I've taught this so many times. I swear, I've taught these verses so many times. But, but this, this, last night, God did something, and he showed me something that I'd never seen before. You ready for this? Write this down. Weight and sin play two different roles. <laughs> Weight and sin play two different roles in the believer's life against the believer. Weight and sin play two different roles. When, when I think about weight, I think about people, I think about uh, things that boggle me down mentally, I look, like, like taking on people's mess and taking on the responsibilities that don't belong to me. Weights, weights are the things that I wrongfully take on or that are wrongfully put on me. You, you have to be careful because Satan will have you thinking that because you are doing something that is good or you're taking something on that is helping someone or you might be feeding somebody, he'll help you thinking that must be the God in you. When in reality, it's just another strategy to keep, uh, to a strategy of the enemy to keep you away from what your focus should be on. This is why we have to buy into the word of God, when, when, especially when he says things like this in Proverbs chapter 3, verse number 6. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. In all your ways. You don't get to just say yes because of, of someone is asking you, uh, and what they're asking you is not time-consuming. You don't just get to say yes because of that. Or you don't get to say yes because it doesn't seem that stressful. You are to acknowledge God about everything before you do it. The Holy Ghost dropped this into my spirit last night, last night while working on this. We're almost done. He said, he said, watch out for people who will say, you don't have to ask God about everything because that's probably the person that doesn't ask me about anything. And as a consequence, they stay in rebellion. And, and as a consequence, they stay in confusion. How many times have you taken on something? That just seemed like, hey, that's cool. It ain't no problem in that. Why not? But you didn't pray about it. And, and, and halfway into what you've done, you've, you've, you said you do, you realize that this is going to cost you more than what you really wanted to pay. This is going to take more of you than what you really wanted to do. In fact, in fact, what they are asking you to do is actually going to cause some problems in your life. Anybody, anybody ever set out to help somebody and find themselves in a bad situation because of it? You got to be careful. You, let me tell you something. In this season, you better learn the power of no. Yeah. Hold on. I, I, was, I, was talking, I was talking to a, a, a preacher friend of mine last night. We, we, we was talking, and, and, I, and I was telling him about what the Lord had showed me with this piece, and, 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 and it's powerful. I said, listen, man, it's so bad. Oh, watch this. I said, we preachers, we used to be a time when people would ask you to come preach at their church. You say something like, let me pray about it and call you back. But because of the power of the envelope, we don't pray about that no more. We just say, yeah, I'll be there. Not understanding that when you begin to go to another place to preach and you begin to take your flock with you or some of the people from the flock want to come with you, you know, this, this is a divine assignment either by God or by the enemy. And, and, and if it's the enemy, if the enemy, if it's the enemy's agenda to, to, to take you out, not only have you put yourself in harm's way, but you, you put the people in harm's way that came with you. I'm, I'm, I'm a, oh, God, see. Uh, 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 I'm amazed at everybody who shut down their church. I'm going to say it. I didn't, I didn't get saved to be friends, no way. I, I, well, Kevin Hart said, there I said it. Uh, uh, I'm amazed and how many people shut their church down, but will come preach a funeral over here, 400 people deep, 
ain't no social distancing going on at all. We found out that the wine don't tell you everything. We can wind you, but we ain't sure. But you won't, close, you won't preach in your own church with people that you know every Sunday, but you'll come to a funeral and preach with people that you don't know 300 and 400 people deep. Don't tell me it ain't no power in the envelope. Especially when I find out who you're preaching for don't even belong to your church. Now make me understand that. Make me and I, and I, <laughs> I ain't coming to nobody, but but I, I tell you what, you, you know, you, hey, hey, you better know, you better know. And so, so what I'm saying is, I'm just blown away how we'll just won't have church in our church, but we'll go have. Am I lying about Kim? We'll be in here 350, 400 deep, and folk won't preach in their own church, but they come here and preach. You understand what I'm saying to you? And I'm just trying to figure that out. What, what, are we? Is, is it a sign that says we Corona proof? We COVID proof? I'm, I'm just somebody tell me what's going on. I'm just trying to get an understanding. I'm just trying to get an understanding. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> Does the mask get super saved over here? Well, you don't got to. And I bless God. We ain't, we ain't had a breakout. We ain't had. I bless God for that. But I, but I sit back and I wonder, why are you here? Why are you here, but you won't preach at home? And, and don't want nobody preach trying to get out of here. They take their time. Get comfortable down here. <laughs> and Kim's sitting here, stomach growling. People. <laughs> CJ, like, how many songs are they going to sing? I mean, just, we, everybody's clapping and praising. But church is closed at home on Sunday. Okay, y'all weren't going to invite me no way. <laughs> Listen, be careful about people that tell you that, that you don't need to take everything to God. Remember the word in Galatians chapter 1, verse number 8, when it said, but even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than one we preached to you, other than the one we preached to you, let them be under God's curse. I don't care how minor or major the subject might seem. If we or an angel from heaven should preach to you, should preach a gospel other than the one that we preach to you, let him be under, let them be under God's curse. So when they tell you, you don't have to take everything to God, but in the Bible it says, it says right here, uh, 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 in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Listen, he tells you why he wants to know everything so he can tell you the way to go. How do we connect this in scripture? Remember when, when Matthew was with the disciples and he said, he said, I mean, when Jesus was with the disciples and he said, I got to bounce. He said, but when I leave, the Holy Spirit going to come and the Holy Spirit will lead you into what? Say it again loud. The Holy Ghost will lead you into all truth. So it kind of makes sense that, 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 that uh, Proverbs, written by the King Solomon, when he said, when he said uh, uh, in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. So here comes the question. We got a whole lot of people to save, and you can't be saved without the Holy Ghost. And I ain't talking about speaking in tongues. I ain't talking about, I'm talking about you can't. The Bible says that when you get saved, that he blesses you with the Holy Ghost. So, so hold on. How do we have the Holy Ghost, but we keep ending up in the wrong places? How we got the Holy Ghost, but we keep ending up in things that are false, not truthful. 
See, if we got the Holy Ghost, it should only be one relationship. Oh, Lord. Y'all was shouting when I was talking about the other churches. Y'all better shout it here. <laughs> got quiet in here, didn't it? The Holy Ghost, though, says it leads you in all truth. Then why are we on relationship number three? Since being saved. Oh, oh, I get it. The Holy Ghost got to you and got it wrong. Yeah, yeah. Ask yourself that question. If, I'm, if I've got the Holy Ghost and Jesus said, not Pastor Lyons, Jesus said it. Jesus said it. It's in red. It said, Jesus said, and it said that when the Holy Spirit comes, it will lead you into all truth. Then why do we continue to end up in things that aren't truthful? Did God, God says that I want you to have health and I want you to be, I want you to be prosperous and I want you to, he says, and I come that you live life more abundantly, but abundantly ain't sitting around, you know, broken all the time. Uh, abundant, uh, all truth, all truth, and so and so and so. You got to be careful about that joker to say, you, till we, "Wait till we get married. We're gonna wait till we get married." What? I mean, you know, uh, who who does that? And watch this. It be your friends that say that. You gonna wait till what? But what if you marry him and even that have even for that you have to have faith. You understand what I'm saying to you? I mean, I understand, I understand what you're saying, and I know you love God, and I, and, and I get that. You know I love God too, girl, but you might, want, you might want to try it out. You might want to try things out to make sure you're going to be happy. Let them be accursed. Why? Because it goes against the word of God. It says, it says stay away from fornication. Let them be accursed. You know why the Apostle Paul, as magnificent as he was, as, as awesome and effective as he still is all these thousands of years ago, you know why he was so, you, you know why as dope as he was, he only pastored a church probably as big as 60 people? You probably read the, the, the Apostle, the Pauline epistles and believe that he had a mega church, every church he went to. The biggest church that Paul pastored was about 60 people. You know why? Because the sayings were too hard. The sayings was too hard. Everybody couldn't sit in it. Everybody couldn't sit in it. Every, everybody couldn't sit there and take what it was that he was saying, especially when they knew that what he was saying, they was doing. Lord, have mercy. We're almost done. Here we go. I know, I know. It's almost over. Weights are what... You ready for this? I want you to write this down. Weights are what you put on, or what you put on your, weights are, weights are what's put on you or what you put on, but sin's what you're into. <laughs> it's a difference. Weights, you, see, you put the weights on, or people put their weight on you, but sin is what you're into. Pastor, how you gonna, how you going to say it's sin that's what I'm into? I, I can say sin is what you're into because sin is what you do, though you understand that it's contrary to the word of God. How many people that are standing here now, right now, be, tell the truth and shame it up. I, I won't see everybody that understands that sin is opposite of God. Who, who understands that? I ain't setting you up for failure. I just need to know that you understand that sin is opposite of God. But if you sin continually, because anything that you do continually is a habit. Amen? Everything that you do continually is a habit. So if you sin continually then you are a sinner. And if you want us to stop calling you sinners, then stop sinning. Amen. 
This is the real of it. You see, you see, anything that you do that is against God and you know that it's against God and you do it constantly, it is a habit. It is habitual. You understand what I'm saying to you? So, so, if anything that you, so anything that you made a habit is what you went to, whether it's negative or positive. Some people's into, some people's into getting high. It's what they're into. If you do it a lot, if you do it continually, it's what you're into. Some people are into getting drunk. If you do it a lot, if you do it all, if you do it all, it's what you, it's what you're into. You understand what I'm saying to you? So some people's into sex. So and, and it goes. So, let me tell you something. You know what we? Carol, can I tell the truth? We came to this conclusion this weekend, didn't we? We into food. Yeah. See, see, and here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. I want you because I heard some laughing, but it's real. See, see, it was funny to me too. Till they gave me diabetes. Till they told me I had diabetes. It was funny to me too that I got diabetes, right? And I still couldn't put the. I just watched my cousin and my best, slash best friend in the whole world have an amputation. And then a week later, they tell me that I got diabetes. And, 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 and I'm still over here sneaking. But don't want to take the medicine. See, see how funny is that now? Because it's not funny now because what we have is an issue. And that's the problem with sin is that we laugh it off at first like it really ain't a problem. And sin, what did the Bible say? Cleverly clings to you. Whew. Huh? Say it again. Won't let you go. Some of y'all in here, running around here, trying to just take the, God, just take the sin off my life. No, God's not going to take the sin off your life. Stop being in love with the sin. That's the issue. The Bible said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. The most important part of that verse is let. That is the work, letting the mind of Jesus be in you, which was also in him. And when you begin to take on the mind of Jesus, you begin to overpower, you begin to dominate the mind of the world, the mind of your flesh. So let me just go ahead and make this real clear. No Jesus, no freedom. No Jesus, condemnation. Eight, uh, 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 chapter 8, verse 1, number of Romans says, but those who are in Christ, there is no what? So what you think is for those that ain't in Christ? Tell you what happened. We're done. Four minutes. I said, Miriam was in a good mood. She just came off this power walk. She's walking now. And uh, thanks, man. She's walking now. She's walking fast. She's in a good mood. She comes in. She's like, I bless the Lord. Let me show you. Because if you've ever been in the rooms in NA and AA, it says that, that drugs is, uh, addiction is cunning, baffling, and powerful. And, 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 and so let me show you what. And so I'm sitting down. I'm down in a man cave watching Grey's Anatomy. You know, I'm just, I'm just watching. Don't judge me. And, 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 and. And she comes out, she's all pumped. She's talking about, I actually got to a point where I'd never walked before, and I thought I could never walk even before I had the surgery. And now, now the baby, I walked, and I was like, oh, yeah, here come, here come addiction. For real? Yeah, I'm going to go to the store real quick and pick some stuff up. What you want? I was like, shoot, shoot. Uh, uh, I'll wait. She gets in the car. She said, you didn't tell what you want? I texted her. I said, Klondike Bar. We happy. And she says, she says, she says, you can't have that. And, and I said, I said, I said, yes, I can. I said, it's just one. It's the weekend. And, you know, and I, I'm going to start Monday. And I, I mean, we just, you just, congratulations on that walk, baby. 
cunning, cunning, baffling, powerful. So we're having this love conversation, and she comes back. No, baby, I can't do that. You can't have no sugar. They say my phone. I text back, don't come back here without that Klondike bar. <laughs> she hits me back now with a mad emoji. You're not getting it, Stephen. I need you to live, and, we, and people need you, and we love you. And she puts it. I said, I don't care about none of that. Bring back a Klondike bar. She said, she said, this is what she says to me. She said, I'm not going to do it. I said this. I said, don't bring me back a Klondike bar. Heath, Dion, a Heath Klondike bar. And when I do leave her, I'm going to do 10 times worse on my own. I'm going to eat everything. And she says to me, this is y'all's first lady. Why y'all think she's so sweet and caring and loving? She says, well, that blood ain't on my hands. She comes back. You're supposed to be my man. You're laughing. She comes back and she makes this everything sugar-free. So she comes downstairs and she says, addiction is real. Addiction is real. I don't care what it is that you're addicted to. Addiction is real. It's a spirit. Come on. And, 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 and so she comes down the steps and I've already made up my mind I'm upset. I done practiced. So I'm practicing. I'm practicing with with the, with the side eye, just in case. So, so Maya, that's, how she, that's how they set me up. Maya comes down, and she's like, here's your pop. Uh, uh, Mom's going to bring you pizza out here in a minute. And I said, she let me have pizza, but she won't let me have, she won't let me have uh, uh, ice cream. So then, so then, she said, I said, Maya, did Mama do anything for Daddy? And she said, she went to Kroger's. I said, she, she get my client late by? She said, I think so, because she went to Kroger's. Oh, I text her. I love you. About 30 minutes later, whoo, I, I was out of the room. I was going to say, this happened. <laughs> About 30 minutes later, this uh, woman of mine walks down the steps, and, she, and she's got this plate. And I'm like, what do you need to play for? Oh, you don't play for no Klondike bar. I don't play for no Klondike bar. And, yeah, and, as, and I see chocolate on it, and I was like, well, if you brought me a piece of chocolate cake, I guess. And then I see strawberries. That's too much like a vegetable. And then I see, then I see whipped cream. And I said, what is this? She said, everything's sugar-free. You're going to love it. <laughs> and I took a piece. I took a piece, didn't I? And already in my mind, I had said I hate it. So I, 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 I did like it. And I, I said, take this away from me. <laughs> she, said, she, said, she said, what? I said, take it away from me. This is not what I asked for. Well, you ain't getting what you asked for. <laughs> I shared that story with you. I share that story with you because the power of addiction, we really got mad of one another. Yeah, yeah I got mad. I got mad. So then, so then, you know, <laughs> there you go. Let me finish this sermon and let me get y'all home. <laughs> you can tell when somebody's right. Yeah. So, so, I, so I get upstairs. I got the plate. I see them set the plate right there like think about it. So I get upstairs, there's a plate. I bet I don't eat you. Psh, I don't. It don't even look like real chocolate. You know what I'm saying? So I take a piece. I realize it's kind of good. So I eat it, and I wash the dish real fast, and I take some crumbs that's in the brownie thing that she made, 
and I put them in the trash so I could say I threw it away. You ain't going to know I ate it. <laughs> this is the pettiness that's in my home. Okay. <laughs> but addiction. Had, had God not dealt with me, had God not dealt with me in between coming up straight down, because I'm known, I can, I, can, I can say some stuff. And she's trying to save me, but I don't want to save myself. Anybody ever been addicted to something? All right, here we go. Here's, we're closing right now. We're closing. I told you that growing up in my house, Gigi did spring cleaning and she went through everything, especially a closet, and she got rid of anything that didn't fit anymore. If you're ever going to be what you're supposed to be, what you're meant to be, you're going to have to go through the closet of your life and be willing to get rid of everything that no longer fits you anymore. In the book of Galatians chapter 5, excuse me, the Bible tells us of some things that we need to throw off, throw out of our spiritual closets if we're ever going to be all that we were meant to be. Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 21. It says, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature. Now, note that. Have you ever read it like that before? When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Whoa. So, hold on. You mean that we wasn't born like this? That's what they like to tell us. No. How this happened? Following the desires of the sinful nature. What are they? Sexual immorality. Now, here's what the Lord told me to tell you when we did this. I was supposed to actually have the ushers giving out index cards, and it slipped my mind. But here's what the Lord wanted me to tell you to do. Write down your issue. When we have altar call, I'm not praying for you. You walk past me with your list. Keep your list to yourself. And then you begin to pray to God to give you the strength to say no. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. To say no to your issue. Thank you, Cheryl. To say no to your issue. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Cheryl's bringing around cards right now so you'll have something to write on. The results are very clear. Sexual immorality. What is sex? Sexual immorality. Adultery. Sexual immorality. Homosexuality. Sexual, sexual immorality. Uh, uh, fornication, sex, sex with somebody that ain't your married mate. Amen? Impurity. Where you ain't pure at? Where you ain't pure at? Are your thoughts impure? I mean, are your, yeah, are your thoughts impure? Are you, uh, can you tell everybody what you're thinking with everybody you see? Woo! Let me ask that again. Can you tell everybody what you're thinking with everybody you see? My wife can't. She can't play it off, rather. No, she played it off like a pimp, actually. Never knew she loved LL Cool J. Till one day I brought up Beyonce too much, just one time too much. And she said, you know what? I'm going to quit hiding this. I love LL Cool J. I mean, he licks his lips, and I was just like, going to hell, girl. You better get it together. This is all the LL you need. Are your thoughts pure? All of your thoughts pure? If not, the Bible says you have a problem. Did you catch that? If all your thoughts aren't pure, the Bible says that you have a problem. Now, how many of us believe in the Word of God? Might not follow it, but we believe it. Then listen to what it's saying. God don't lie. 
How many, if you're lustful, you put it on the list. This is serious. This was a commandment from God. He said, tell them to write their issues on the card, then hit the altar. How many of you operate in idolatry? You worship, you worship other things than God. You worship people. You worship your job. You worship your car. How many of you understand sometimes you worship the very things that's coming against you? If you're dealing sorcery, I love them hard, what do you call them things? Horoscopes. Love them horoscopes, boy. Can I tell you right now, that's sorcery? That's witchcraft. Ouija boards and tarot cards. That's the one I was looking for. Tarot cards and huh? huh? Chakra. Who? Chakra. Huh? Astrology. Yoga. Yeah, yoga. Careful. Be careful. I mean, I mean, it ain't nothing wrong with it. It ain't nothing wrong. I mean, well, how is it wrong if it tell me the truth about my life every day? <laughs> did it tell you the truth about your life every day, or did you read it and then you fashion your life to what you read? Hostility. How many of you are hostile? Write it down. Just mean. Just it can get bad real quick for no reason. I promise you, if you find yourself with the spirit of hostility, there is some pain inside of you that you have not met and dealt with yet. And I want, I want to say this. There is nothing wrong with talking to someone. There's nothing wrong with talking to people that got plaques on the wall that get paid for this. There's nothing wrong. Mental health is so important. Quarreling. How many of you just can't, can't go a day without quarreling with somebody? Somebody won't show up at the family reunion because of you. Because they don't feel like getting into it with you. Oh, this is a good one. We never want to say this one because we're just, we're just, it's something about saying you jealous. You get jealous of folk. One time we were eating out at a place and we said some things, a bunch of pastors, and we said some things about a pastor. And the reality was I backed up and I said, we all just jealous of him, aren't we? And the Lord gave me the opportunity to go to that man one day. And I said, I need to talk to you. I said, I talked about you. I spoke on your name. I said, man, and I'm sorry. I said, the only reason why I did it, I think it's because like, you like dope. Man, I wish I could preach like you. I mean, man, you are cold. I was jealous of you, man, and I'm sorry. And to this day, me and that guy, we're friends. He, he took in, we, we had old benches in our church that had splinters in them that put, had to put Bibles. Remember that? We had to put books up under the, the, the benches and all that type of stuff. And so it wouldn't rock when you sat down. And, and you, you remember that, TJ? We had, our, <laughs> we had a makeshift benches and, you know, you had to sign a waiver before you sit down because if you bled, it wasn't on us. You weren't going to insure, he wasn't going to sue me. Boy, he took a hundred and something chairs and put them in the church. And everything that we needed for ministry, he, he gave it to us. But I had to go to him and tell him, I'm sorry, I've been jealous of you. And you know what was so dope about that? Since I admitted that to him, I've never been jealous of anybody else in my life. That's a cold feeling, ain't it? Anybody ever been jealous of somebody? That's a cold feeling right there because you know you're a hater. You know you're a, you can't even sing some of your songs because you know you're talking about you. Outburst of anger. 
are you one of them people that you can only talk for so long before you just get upset and next thing you know, I say it. <laughs> just clock out. Nobody even wants to talk to you because they know that before they can get an understanding or they can get things worked out, there's probably going to be an accident here. You're probably going to show your tail. Selfish ambition. How many of you for really are just for yourself? And when you bless people, you don't really even bless them for, you, for them. You bless them so the people can say that you bless them. Selfish ambition. Everything that you do is connected to something for you. You ever do something for somebody and they get on Facebook and they thank everybody but you? If you got upset about that, selfish ambition. You shouldn't care. Shouldn't matter to you. Well, who, what, you. I just bless God I was in the position to do it. Dissension. You can't be in harmony with nobody. You can't, I mean, everybody else can get along, but you can't be in harmony with nobody. And you always find yourself in an argument because of it. Division. How many of you do you feel like you're just divided away from everybody? You're just away from everybody. And you cause division. You cause people to not be cool. And, and you cause people to write it down. Give me 21. Envy. <laughs> How many of you envy people? Envy births hate. Drunkenness. Huh? How many of you deal with drunkenness? Drunk. Can I tell you some of the worst drunks in the world? Is your dry drunks. The ones who ain't drinking and because they can't do what they want to do, off the hook. Wild parties. Mm-hmm. And other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. will not inherit the kingdom of God. So you was wondering why he want me to write down my issues. And why is it so important that I go to the altar with him? Because as long as you operate in any of these, any of them, even if it's just one, he says, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, if you're going to be the you that you were meant to be, you can't continue to operate in these things that says, that, and it says this, it says, the works of the flesh are evident, they are. And then it begins to list all of what we talked about. If you're going to be all that God meant for you to be, you're gonna to have to get rid of these. And on that note, if there's anybody in the building that says I'm struggling with some of this, take your card. Maybe you didn't write it down, but you got it in your head and go on to the altar, the altar's open. If there's anybody in the building that says, I'm dealing with some of these things right here, and if they was just easy for me to just walk away from, I'd just walk away from them, but it's not that easy. And on the strength that, 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 that. Now, Satan going to try to stop some of y'all. He's going to try to stop some of you from coming down. Because some of you, oh, oh, so write pride on there. Because <laughs> some of you are too proud to say, I got some issues, Pastor. Man, when I. When the Lord gave me the, 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 the assignment, I did it. 
I did it. Because every now and then, I find some of those things I, I find to be going through myself. If you know that you, you had an ism or two, or you might have, it don't make no never mind how many it was, take it to the Lord. He's the only way that can deliver you of it. He's the only one that can deliver you from it. Don't run down here thinking he's just going to do it for you, but he's going to deliver you, but you're going to put in the work. He's going to deliver you, but you're going to put in the work. Hallelujah. Now, I told you this. The Lord told me to tell you to write it down and then get on the altar. So if you got any of these isms and you don't, I want you to understand you should write disobedience on your card. And he takes it as such. He takes it that personal. He takes it that personal. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. He takes it that... <laughs> he takes it that personal. Hallelujah. The rest of you, stand to your feet. Let's get you out of here. Those on the altar, I wouldn't get up until the Lord told you to. Yeah. We bless God for everyone that's come out today. Who's got our, our offering basket? Cheryl's headed up the steps. She will hold our offering basket. Our cash app is available. Money sign UWC Lex. Money sign UWC Lex. Heavenly Father, we come here today thanking you for all things. Father, we thank you because you are an awesome God and you want us to know every step that we need to take in order to be the us that we was always meant to be. God, I thank you for second chances. I thank you for giving us opportunities to get it right with you. You would think with the investment that you've got in on us that you wouldn't waste so much time with us. But it's not wasted time in your sight. You find us worthy. You find us worthy. And since you find us worthy, don't make no never mind who don't. And we love, <laughs> hey God. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. I ask that you touch every soul that is in this building. Pray for every soul. I pray for every soul that is in this building. I come up against every attack that comes up against the people of God. I come up against every attack that comes up against people, period. And I speak, decree, and declare confidently with expectation. I speak victory over their lives. Father, help us to deal with these addictions that we have. Help us to deal with these addictions that are holding us back. Father, help us to stay away from the things that we need to stay away from. Strengthen us, Lord, only as you can. And as we go through this as we go through this, uh, these withdrawals, <laughs> wanting the things that we know we, we shouldn't have, Lord, we ask for a peace that surpasses all understanding. Let your peace get us through it like never before. We thank you in advance, God, that we won't be addicted always. We thank you in advance, God, that we're about to be free. And we give you all the honor, the praise, and the glory. 
In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen. Listen, before you leave, before you leave, I want to say this to you. I got an email. 